0: blog
1: Talk Radio. This is the Roman show. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman, April nineteenth, two thousand sixteen. Today we welcome Ryan of Throw the Fight. The new the album is dropping or dropped already this month. That's Throw the Fight Transmissions. Ryan joins us this afternoon or this day here on his podcast to talk about the latest album. Jose Torres will compete. On Titan FC, April 30th at the Mikosuki Gaming and Resort in Miami, Torres had a phenomenal record in the amateurs, and now he is one and zero in pro MMA. This plus much more on the Roman Show.
0: Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready.
1: Five seconds to the open.
0: Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off the Booster, go. go. Retro, go. Vital, go. go. Five, go. I Surgeon. Go. flight Go. We're going flight. GNC. We're going. Down here. Go. Control. Go. Station. Go. 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 F-A-O. We are going. Network. Go. Governance. Go. Capcom. We're going flight. Launch control. This is Houston. We are going to launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman.
1: All right, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Roman Show. This is the edition of April 19th. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman, alongside my sidekick here, George Alonzo. Uh, what was that nickname you gave yourself again? Sidekick? I'm the ratings
2: guy of this show because I am dashing George Alonzo, voted number one face in Blog Talk Radio. By- Hey, listen, you didn't let me finish my intro. Now I have to start all over for the ladies. My name is Dashing George Alonso, voted number one face in Blog Talk Radio by all the women of Blog Talk Radio. Get it right.
1: And thank God they can't see your face. And thank God this is audio. Needless to say, it's another show here on The Roman Show. We welcome Jose Torres of Titan FC. He'll be competing in the fight card on April 30th which is going to air on UFC Fight Pass, but if you're in South Florida, you can check it out for yourself. And they're going to they're going to have a great fight card there with a couple of UFC former UFC guys, uh, including Denny Sedeño, who will be the co-main event, and Steve Carl. That will be airing on UFC Fight Pass, but again, if you're in South Florida, check it out at the Mickey Swicky Resort and Gaming. Next week, we will welcome Lex McMahon. No, he is not related to Vince McMahon, but Lex is... The COO of Titan FC, he joins us to talk about the future plans of Titan FC and how many shows they will have here in South Florida. And also Ryan of Throw the Fight. The band has released their latest album transmissions. You can check that out right now on Spotify or iTunes or Amazon. By the way, did you know, George, now that Amazon is releasing a competition to Netflix?
2: Really? What What's this?
1: Well, I mean, it's just basically the same thing as Netflix, but you know, Amazon's going to have their own um, stream service.
2: It wasn't it? Uh, I forget what's called Amazon Prime. Are you talking about Amazon Prime?
1: No, it's actually the standalone streaming targets uh, Netflix, uh, and it announced that today the new customers can now pay eight ninety nine, contrary to the nine ninety nine of Netflix, uh, and it's uh, a month to watch Amazon's Prime Video streaming service. Previously, the only way to watch Amazon's videos was to pay $99 a year for Prime membership, which includes free two-day shipping. Blah 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 blah. At $8.99 a month, Amazon's standalone streaming service is one dollar less than Netflix standard membership and one dollar more than Hulu's basic subscription. Who watches Hulu? You watch Hulu? <laughs> no. I not it's always, anymore. It's always, you know, promoted here on the WWE. But who watches it?
2: Uh, not me. I used to, but then I found out that they're filled with commercials. So, for that, I just stick to regular television.
1: And Now, Netflix said earlier this year that a substantial number of its longtime members who paid $7.99 a month, that's me, and have been protected from price hikes will now pay an additional $2 starting in May. Well, Netflix, I don't know, man. I was on coming at you. I might have to uh, think about it here. Now, uh, it says both companies have invested heavily in original exclusive programming. I'm sure you've seen House of Cards. Have you watched House of Cards? I haven't been able to catch up. Man, yeah. But have you seen the first, uh, at least any of these seasons? Uh,
2: No. House of Cards,
1: no. You don't know what you're missing. And then it has uh, Orange is the New Black. Another phenomenal, phenomenal show. And obviously the whole Daredevil and the other uh, Marvel uh, episodes that they have there. He you stop texting? Damn it. We're damn... We're... We're... we're, we're Talking here on the Roman show, and you're texting. I got women that
2: I had to respond to, okay, because they want a piece of the dashing one. Don't be jealous.
1: When was the last time you saw pussy? All right, for whatever you say that. Cats don't count. All right, George, let's get serious here. This is the Roman show, and we're going to talk pro wrestling in reality. Check. And now. It's time to give you a reality check. All right, George. Well, we had this conversation prior to the program and not a lot of action has been happening in pro wrestling. However, while the WWE was in London, Carl Anderson and Gallows, or Luke Gallows, or Doc Gallows, beat up Roman Reigns while a promo, while he was talking to AJ Styles, you and I were basically very excited to see Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows in WWE with hopes that the Bullet Club will make their way into the WWE, however, we kind of got a tease of that during a promo when they're all hugged together, but we were discussing that this might not happen after all.
2: Well, Mr. Roman, here's my guess. Again, as a fan, not saying that I'm a writer. Uh, Yes, I'm going this route again because I'm still waiting on certain phone calls from people who think they are writers. Uh, But basically, uh, let me just make this point clear. Again, this is the opinion of a fan. That's it. Nothing more. Basically, you have to think of it this way. What in the long run will work better for the WWE? If you got the Bullet Club To be, you know, like you were saying AJ with uh, Anderson and Gallows Yeah, fine, they finally got together But where would that lead to? What would possibly be a story? And and don't tell me the Shield versus Bullet Club Because that would be a mission and a half to establish Because right now Dean Ambrose is feuding with Jericho And Seth Rollins hasn't even been reintroduced to television yet So, in the long run What do you see more happening? I personally, as a fan, see what this is coming to be is your typical, oh, let's be friends, and then come pay-per-view time, we're going to turn on the friend. What I'm expecting to see at Payback is Roman Reigns retaining the championship, not by a clean victory, but by cheating. And how you ask cheat? I say that Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows will be the cause of AJ Styles' loss, Join up with Roman Reigns. And then, of course, you see like a Shield 2.0. And then you have AJ Styles teaming up with two other partners. Could be the Usos because Anderson and Gallows did, you know, attack the Usos.
1: Well, I mean, it makes sense and it, it, it surely does. But it's really heartbreaking for fans like you and me who wanted to see the Bullet Club in the WWE. But it does make sense. And I said this prior to WrestleMania. Rock and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando, Florida. I mean, you can't paint it any better than that. It really does sound good.
2: It does, but, here's, but again, talking long run, where can this lead to? Obviously, a lot of people want to see Roman Reigns turn heel. Obviously, it's already happening, whether it's in the stories or not. I don't know if they penciled him in as a heel. Like, for all we know, maybe they haven't. But, like, the the development of that heel is coming, and I see it as a fan. And personally, if they do go forward with this, I could possibly even see a possible story being written between The Rock and Reigns, maybe leading into SummerSlam.
1: Well, we're going to have to wait and see for that. But, again, it's very, very sad that we might not get to see this Bullet Club reunion. Or maybe you never know. We might see Finn Balor jump ship from NXT to WWE and... We might have the Finn Balor and Anderson.
2: Listen, Anderson and Gallows ain't going anywhere for quite a while. So it could possibly even be in the near future where, you know, Balor is still the champion in uh, NXT. So obviously you're not going to be able to call him up. But eventually down the line, maybe Anderson and Gallows turns on reigns and then you see Finn Balor coming up to take, you know, the order. Uh, of the new uh, established Bullet Club because who's more over right now in NXT than Finn Balor?
1: All right, turning uh, to other news here. We talk about it in mixed martial arts all the time, fighters getting busted with steroids. But now, well, the WWE has two individuals who got caught and, I mean, I don't want to disrespect them here, but they're not major, huge superstars. We're talking about Ann Rose. And one of the members of the Ascension, our good friend. Uh, Yeah, Connor.
2: Uh, uh, Connor and Adam Rose, uh, as a matter of fact, you and I have both had interactions with these two gentlemen. Uh, One, Adam Rose, uh, when he was going under the name of Leo Kruger, Uh, you and I were able to sit down with him in a sit-down interview uh, live in person at the Miami-Dade County Fair. Thank you very much to WWE NXT for that uh also we've had we've had experiences more personal experience with connor uh when he was down here in south florida known as ryan o'reilly so uh basically uh it's a shame that we see this happening but it's good in a way because they're trying to keep you know these wrestlers from hurting themselves because how many times do you watch the news and you find out that someone died from an overdose or someone, you know, went into something intoxicated. You don't want to see a wrestler go out, not saying that they're not professional, but you don't want to see a wrestler go out in, on live television intoxicated. Okay, and then what does that how, what would that, how would that make the WWE look? It will make them look horrible, image-wise. So it's a good thing that this is happening. But is it sad that it happened to two guys that you and I met? Of course.
1: It is very sad, and it's very sad specifically to Adam Rose after that. Was it uh, NXT? No, it was ESPN. Yeah, the ESPN story that they had, the thirty. it was a 30 for 30, where they showed Adam Rose and his daily life. He's feeding his child who has to be fed through a tube. And during that time, a lot of the WWE fans felt that Adam Rose should have been given a push and tried to get that realism out of him. And now to get caught with this, it's just not looking good for Adam Rose's career. Maybe the WWE is just not for him.
2: Uh, this is his second violation, which I believe the WWE holds you to three. I think after the third one is when they actually release you. Uh, but it's, it's uh yeah, I man, Adam, I know he's looking out for his child and trying to do the best thing for his child, but this has to be a wake-up call for him. And, but you can't count out uh, Connor either because not too long ago Connor was just recently married. So Connor is also just not in the same pressure boat, but they both have responsibilities to live up to. So it's kind of yeah a very rocky road right now.
1: Yeah, and uh, we just saw the the preview there, the Total Bella. So this is a spin off, but are they going to continue Total Dita, Divas? Yes,
2: they will be continuing Total Divas, just they're going to re- be revamping the cast. They're going to be adding a whole lot more uh, cast members in the next season. Uh, as as a matter of fact, I think um, some of them include Lana. Uh, I believe Naomi is returning. Um, and I believe they're going to be focusing on Renee Young's uh, relationship with Dean Ambrose, which both of them live in Las Vegas. So it's going to be kind of like uh you have all those women there in that one circle but then you got the little side story of Renee Young and Dean Ambrose.
1: All right now uh TNA there's been rumors. Uh well first off last week we talked about how they moved from their nice office to this warehouse of TNA shop and now the rumor is that they're well they're, they're it's out there People want to, uh, it's out there for purchase, and uh, Dixie Carter, for what we were what we were talking about, George, is she is okay in selling the company, however, she wants some sort of a control. Now, what type of person in the right mind sells something and still says, oh, by the way, I'm giving it to you, but yeah, I want to do what I have to do with it. It's like, here, I'm selling you my car, however, uh, you can't drive it to these, these specific areas. Yep. Yep.
2: That's a selfish move, if you ask me, or a power trip, per se. Uh, I don't see anyone ever, uh, you know, say, you know, as a matter of fact, a couple of companies have already turned down Dixie Carter's offer because of that reason. But I think there's one company that's still holding on, but I don't think they're going to give Dixie, you know, that power. We haven't heard yet about, you know, that part of the news but Dixie is really under the time, uh, timetable right now because she's, she's still working with a ticking time bomb because she's losing money every time. And they still have wrestlers they need to pay, and they still have merchandise that they need to distribute. This is a very bad situation right now.
1: Is there life in TNA? They have good wrestlers, but it just, it just, it just can't pick up steam.
2: To be honest with you, Mr. Roman, uh, it lost its momentum when uh, TNA brought in people like the Hogan's and the Flares and the Foley's and the Sting's. You know, these are, all these names are great for ratings, but they're also very, very, very expensive.
1: Now the, the, the talk is that maybe if they were to bring in Hogan to TNA, do you think it could rescue it and give it some life?
2: I don't think they have the money to do it. It, they Like, if they had the money, sure, but what money do they have? You know, and it, let me tell you something. If Hogan returns to TNA, that shows me how desperate he is for being back on the spotlight.
1: Yeah, pretty much, because he got a whole lot of dough with that uh, settlement there.
2: After the Gawker situation, yep.
1: Yeah, well, all right, well, we'll be right back here on the Roman Show as we welcome Ryan from Throw the Fight as they talk about their new album, Transmission. And I uh, just want to let everyone know that the Roman show will be at uh, Fort Myers at the JetBlue Park. That's where the Boston Red Sox hold their spring training. However, it's going to be home to Fort Rock on April 30th and May 1st. It's going to be hot as hell that day or those two days. It's the first time that they have 2 days back back-to-back festival or two-day festival. Actually, it's the first time they do that at Fort Rock. So make sure you bring in a lot of liquid. And I'm not talking about Jägermeister. Cause you're gonna need it, cause it's gonna be hot as hell inside the pit.
2: And please keep it clean, and don't do another flotopia.
1: Oh boy, do you don't want to talk about that flotopia? It was like 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 hell there.
2: Please keep it clean, and if and if you do throw away things, clean up after yourself after the event is over.
1: And keep it in the pants. We'll be right back with Ryan of Throw the Fight.
0: Monster Energy Ford Rock returns to JetBlue Park in Fort Myers, Florida. <laughs> April 30th and May 1st with Rob Zombie, <laughs> Disturbed, now, on, down the Shine Down, Five Man Down Punch, Three Doors Down, Bring You the Horizon, and Day to Remember, and more. Tickets and VIP packages are on sale now. For more, head to FordRockFestival.com Fueled by Monster Strategy Drink.
1: Well, everyone, welcome back to The Roman Show. Make sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter, at The Roman Show. And right now on the line, we have a great band who, well, they're coming back and they're releasing uh, their new album, Transmissions, which will be released on April 8th. So make sure you find out and on your your uh, Spotify or your iTunes or what it might be uh, to find out information on how to get the, the album when it drops on April 8th, Transmissions. Ladies and gentlemen, right now on The Roman Show, we welcome Ryan of Throw the Fight here on the show. How are you, Ryan?
3: I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me.
1: My pleasure, Ryan. Well, the, the, the album's coming out April 8th in the springtime. Uh, I know you've released no. already uh, one of the singles already, but uh, I want to talk first on coming back. The band took some hiatus. You were away for some time, but now you got, you got some new members in there and everyone's back together. How, how did this all come about, Ryan?
3: Well, basically, um I ended up starting building a little like a home studio kind of set up in my in a spare bedroom in my house and um the idea originally was just to start writing with a couple buddies from high school and uh we were gonna do some music to uh to pitch for some publishing opportunities. And uh next thing you know, you know, we ended up with, you know, twenty five plus song ideas over a or three month window there, and um, I ended up pitching it to to some of the band members and, and the label again, and everyone was on board. Um, I think at that time, uh, kind of enough time had gone by where you know we were still able to focus on some family stuff and some other some other ventures that we were looking at doing, and, and everyone was just kind of ready to get back into it. You know, it's, it's kind of you can't really quit the life.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so during that time span, though, you were focusing on your family, but but it was were other of band members active still in music yourself. Were you still uh, active in music? I know you were building a studio, but anything else that you were doing?
3: Um, you know, I mean we all kinda have careers outside of the band. Um, you know, myself, I'm a I'm a graphic designer and a web designer. Mm. Um, you know, Jeff our drummer, he's a personal trainer. Um so everyone's kinda runs their own businesses and, and we're all kind of entrepreneurs and things like that. But um you know, so we were focusing on that. None of us really did anything uh musically. Um no like any side projects or anything
1: like that now ryan you said you demoed over 25 songs and you released uh, your your latest single which right now you can find on spotify I'll take it to listen to it right now and i know it came out on on uh, on um on a revolver and so forth and it was being promoted how how does a band decide uh and drown as a single how do you decide to drop this this uh, this single out of all these 25 songs that you have demoed
3: yeah, I mean uh, the record's gonna be ten. It was kind of it was tricky to narrow it down, but um, you know we we ended up narrowing it down to ten songs that we kind of felt were the best, and that uh, that was kind of the you know drown with me that first single was kind of the one that everyone felt uh, represented the album best as a whole. Um, you know we were kind of all in agreement with that, uh, along with our label. They're they're pretty much open to you know letting us do whatever you know we we feel is best. So you know we we brought that one to them and they were cool with it.
1: Now, in this new album transmission, it comes out again on uh, April eighth. That's when it drops. What can people expect? How many songs are we expecting on this album? ten tracks. Ten tracks. And, and out of all these songs, which one hits close to the most to you? Which which one is the most signifying uh, to you? That means the most to you, and why?
3: Um, you know, honestly, I, th- I think they all mean a lot of this right now. I think just because it's it's the most recent, uh, relevant material for us. Um, this record is gonna be probably one of the heavier ones we've ever done.
1: Um,
3: which was what we were really going for. The the producers we work with, Carson Swovart and, and Grant McFarland, They're you know, they've got a, a really great resume with, with a lot of heavy bands and things like that. So um, you know, musically, it's, it's probably some of the more exciting stuff that, that we've ever written, and it's it's pretty aggressive and, and in-your-face, I would say.
1: Now, you'll be hitting the the road in just a few here in April. Uh, you'll be uh, touring. How does it feel to get back to stage, get, get a little tour going on with the rest of the guys? And what can people yeah. expect?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, right now we're just kind of in the process of uh, getting some dates on the books and and uh, working some stuff out. I mean, we've got a. We've got a handful of, of headlining dates for April, and then we're going to do a, a short run with Kraft. With I think we have four or five shows with them.
1: Um,
3: but, uh, you know, people can go to throwthefight.com, and they can check out tour dates, and, and we'll be putting some some more stuff up there in the coming weeks as well.
1: And, again, we're speaking of Ryan of Throw the Fight, and you can find them on Facebook for information on when they will be uh, coming to your town near you. That's Throw the Fight. You know one of your songs that you guys you, you did a rendition of uh, "I Just Died in Your Arms," which is this lovely song, right? It's a very romantic song, but you put a little metal twist <laughs> to it. Uh, and I always find, to me, I don't know what it is, but you know, I find myself sometimes going on YouTube and finding some of the bands, right? That they 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 do this rendition of pop songs. Like, there's a song that of Ed Sheeran did. I, I can't remember the name of some band did the metal version. It's like totally awesome. So, how what's the yeah. secret to it? Because um, it's very popular. Some bands are doing it, and 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 it's really, really catchy, very edgy. And it, it, although when it sounds very poppy, you're like, ah, it's kind of, it's kind of lame. But when you add that guitar, when you add the riff, you're like, well, this is pretty cool.
3: Yeah, I mean, we're big suckers for for pop music. You know, we we love pop and 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 all kinds of different stuff. Honestly, we don't even listen to very much metal <laughs> and things <laughs> like that. Um. You know, but, I mean, pop music's great because you can really take it and, uh, you know, put your own spin on it. Whereas, you know, if you take a rock song and you're doing a cover of a rock song, you really, you know, it's, it makes it a little tougher to kind of put your own spin on it. But I think with pop music, you can you can really make it a little more more unique.
1: Well, you guys did a great job at it. Throw the Fight.com. Appreciate it. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I was just... I was in the gym actually not too long ago and I was just punching a bag as I train Muay Thai and I was listening to my headphones. So I love it. If only they knew what I was listening to, right? So, throwthefight.com. Throw that's the website. Uh, again, transmissions, the follow-up to What Doesn't Kill Us. Uh, they'll be dropping in April. So, for more information, you can visit the website, throwthefight.com. Anything else you want to add, Ryan? No, I mean, I just appreciate the time
3: and, and uh, you know, really looking forward to get out there and getting these pictures out there
1: awesome Ryan well make sure you book there somewhere in your, on, uh, on your tour there uh, you come down to South Florida we'd love to have you guys down here yeah absolutely awesome Ryan well thanks so much my man
0: thanks so much for- Marlin Sands You don't have to wait for the 2017 All-Star Game at Marlins Park to catch All-Star Fever. Awesome. This year. Every Saturday is an All-Star Saturday. I like it. Every Saturday home game will feature a bobblehead giveaway of your favorite Marlins All-Stars in franchise history. Charles Johnson. Jeff Conine. Mike Lowell. Al Leiter. Dontre Willis. And many more. I do love those guys. Go to Marlins.com today and secure your tickets for All-Star Saturday. Bobbleheads will be available while supplies last.
1: Jose Torres takes on his second professional mixed martial arts fight on the upcoming fight card for Titan FC at Mikosuki Resort and Graming. That's here in Miami, Florida. You can catch it live all over the world on UFC Pipe Fight Pass. That's UFC Fight Pass. You can purchase that right now for nine ninety nine, and you can catch Titan FC and a whole bunch of other fight cards, including Combate Americas. But Jose Torres, who had a phenomenal amateur record, is now in his second professional MMA fight, and he talks about his upcoming opponent and future plans. Here's Jose Torres talking about his upcoming fight in Titan FC.
0: Monster Energy Ford Rock returns to JetBlue Park in Fort Myers, Florida. (laughs) April 30th and May 1st with Rob Zombie. Disturbed. Shine down by FanDuckPunch. Three doors down, bring you the horizon and data remember and four. Tickets and VIP packages are on sale now. For four, head to FordRockFestival.com. Fueled by one strategy drink.
1: Well, everyone, just a reminder again, Titan FC38 is coming to South Florida at the Mikosuke Resort and Gaming. They got a spectacular fight card. We had the COO of the company, Lex McMahon, on the program and now we have one of the uh, other fighters on the fight card Jose Torres who's making his second professional fight uh, inside the uh, cage and this time he's doing it right here in Miami Florida by far one of the the, he's known as one of the top uh, amateurs uh, in MMA. Jose thanks for joining us here on the Roman Show
0: Oh
3: no problem man, it's a pleasure.
1: So Jose you had your debut fight last month in March uh, and then you're having your second one soon after, uh, almost essentially back to back.
3: Yeah, it's uh, you know, my first fight was against Travis Taylor, uh, you know, Florida local, and it it went a lot better than expected. Um, uh, you know, it only went two minutes and nine seconds. I was able to put him to sleep in that duration, and
1: you know, I didn't I
3: didn't take any any bangs or bruises. So, and I told Lex, I was like, hey man, why not? Let's get our next card, and after the next card, then I can take a nice little break. So let's go back to back. I'm close to waiting. Let's do it.
1: So you're appointed on April 30th. Uh, what can you tell us about him?
3: Uh, well, his name is Rinaldo He fights out of American Top Team in Florida, so he's another you know, Florida native. Uh, he has 16 professional fights, so he does have the experience on me. He is 8 at 8. He is a 500 fighter, but he is 35, 36 years old, so I do believe he's past his prime. Uh, last year, he only fought once, and the year before that, 2014, I believe he only fought twice or three times. So, it has been a while since he's been very active in the sport. So, for me, yeah, I'm, I'm a new up-and-coming uh, prospect that's you know, trying to just keep his momentum going. And uh, I mean, Titan SC is uh, a top-notch promotion where you know we're partnering with the UFC, so all those guys are UFC material. There's no way I'm going to find easy fights for Titan. So, you know, taking with all those works, I believe, is... Uh, the perfect fight for me at this moment in my career.
1: Now obviously we talk about um, your opponent's experience, but you yourself, although this is your second pro fight, you had a lengthy experience in, in the amateur world with a phenomenal record. Uh, tell me about that because nowadays you see some of the fighters take 5 fights, 6 fights and then they go pro. But you decided to take another route. You decided to take a lot of fights in the amateur world before making it pro.
3: Yeah, so two reasons I did that. My record is 25-1. I lost my very first one by decision, and I went 25 straight with uh, two national championships and two world championships, plus other local um, championships from, you know, uh, in the states and around the world. But for me, there was two reasons why I stood amateur for so long. One, my coach, Master Bob Sherman at Combat Down in Chicago, was immediately saying, hey, before, you know, you start your amateur career, you're automatically going to get 25. I don't care if you're 0-20. I don't care if you're 20-0 you get 20 fights then you have the ability to go pro because we've had just our past experience we've had guys like you said they go five and oh against you know the local guys they think they're they're big and bad and then they decide to go in a bigger pond and then i don't know they're the little fish you know so um for us we we wanted to not just fight locally but around the nation and around the world which i had the opportunity to do you know, brazil czech republic got to train in bahrain right now i'm at jackson Wink MMA in maine uh, in albuquerque you know so i'm getting different looks and then for the second reason was I had a full ride for NCAA Division II uh, for wrestling, so for me, I was like, okay, well, do I get my education or I go straight into MMA? MMA, I, I believe I'm good at it, but just in case either I'm not that good or, um, you know, if something happens, I tear something, I break something, my career's over, I need something to fall back on, and for me, my education was a thing.
1: Smart man. So what did you study?
3: Uh, I studied uh, exercise science.
1: Good. So after that, you're planning, uh, after your MMA career, you're planning to have, have being some sort of a, a trainer, physical trainer, therapist, or uh, you know, something? You
3: know, what I want to do is, you know, I've been working with so many people, you know, from Jack Jackson McHugh's name, Bob Shermer, my original coach, Lou uh, who's working with John Jones right now, who worked with Johnny Hendricks' last fight. So I'm learning a lot more in the field that I want to be in that I am in, in kinesiology, so for me, right when you know, my career is over, at least by the end of my career, I do want to have, uh, I, want, I want to purchase my own MMA gym, I want to teach, and I want to be able to teach people, not just um, physically how to fight and how to defend themselves, but also how to take care of themselves in their everyday lives when it comes to nutrition and their overall health.
1: Smart man. So, now, talking about your first, for, uh, your first pro MMA fight, I know you had this heavy experience in the amateur world. But did you get some butterflies going into the pro fight? <laughs> it's
3: so, funny, I get that in almost every interview and it's funny because it's I again I I've done world championships, I've been on UC Fight Pass five times before I fought for Titans. So I've had some anxiety already, but I thought it was just gonna be another fight, but for me I given I thought about it a little too much, but there was the anxiety of so many people interviewing me, so many people on on social media hyping me up as the most decorated amateur fighter in the world, so I was like yeah, it's great, it's great, it's great. Damn, what if I lose? <laughs> you know, like what am I what am I done? So, um, to finally get that one out of the way was uh it's definitely a big relief. And the way, you know, I ended the fight, you know, I was able to finish it in two minutes and nine seconds, sleep. Um you know, I was able to make a statement, that's what I want to do again in March and then after in March I want to be able to relax as much as possible. I believe the next Titan event is in June and then the one after that will be in September and I'll fight again in September at one twenty five. So I'll be going down to the weight class that I should be at.
1: Oh, so you plan to have another three more fights after this, roughly? Uh,
3: yeah, I'm hoping. I have a four-fight contract with Titan. This will be my second one, so I have two more after that, unless I get called up by the UFC. And I know I've already been mentioned, um, you know, under their breath. So I'm, I'm definitely very, very excited to uh, to see what happens and see where my career goes.
1: Gotcha. Now, considering that you did have that experience in the amateur world, would you suggest that? or have him think about it if a, a new person is trying to make it into MMA a young guy who's 15, 16, 17? Would you suggest that route instead of the have five fights and then go pro? You
3: know, I, I definitely suggest that route. Right? I mean, I know there's... you know, I know John Jones was a professional very early in his career, same thing with Michael McDonald and so many more, but not everyone is as naturally talented as they are. You know, it took me a while just to get the confidence that I have now um, today with, you know, my MMA experience. You know, and it wasn't because you know, I, I had, again, I can beat people in Chicago, but that doesn't mean I can beat people in Missouri or I can beat people in Florida or wherever else I'm going. You know, I, I need to expand. If I lose as an amateur, at least I know I have things to work on compared to, um, you know, just fighting locally and you're the big fish in a little pond. You know, or you go pro very early in your career, you know, you're only 5 and out and you try to go pro, then you lose your very first fight because you've never faced the person of this caliber or this style. You know, so being able to get all that different experience Um, And that's why I do highly recommend the UMUF, uh, the United States National Tournament, and the IMUF, the International Mixed Martial Arts Federation, um, because most of those guys that are competing in those tournaments already have so many fights, and they're all ready to go pro. This is just their last test against other guys that are ready to go pro as well. So it's a nice experience to rather you lose as an amateur, get a few more fights in, and then come back as a pro a lot stronger. Compared to just going straight in and you lose your first fight, now you have to get two or three fights just to get back that momentum.
1: Now, you've been talking about traveling. You were out in uh, in Kuwait, was it, with, uh, with Lex and, and some other 10 FC fighters. Tell me about that experience.
3: Yeah, so I was in Kuwait with Lex, uh, the CEO of Titans, uh, Ricky Simone, um, Jason White, and Pat Healy. It was, it was an awesome time, you know. I've been to Bahrain before, I've been to the, the Middle East, so going to Kuwait was a, a little different experience, and... But going out there and supporting the troops was you know, definitely something we were all very, very looking forward to because you know, they do so much every day for us that we, we don't even realize it until we get down there, you know. I my coach is a former Marine Recon, so he tells us stories but it's not it's nothing like actual experience and given you know, we only had a little taste of it, but seeing what they have to do every day and sacrifice their lives every single day is is huge. I mean, the week that we were out there, um we were supposed to actually go to Iraq, sadly our visas didn't get approved, but the base that we were supposed to be at that day got bombed by eight suicide bombers. One of our American Marines died and 49 other Iraqi civilians passed away that day. So it's, it's ridiculous how fast things can just pop off at any moment. And then the same week, you know, the Brussels attack happened at, at the airport. And again, you know, I was in Amsterdam, the other guys are in Amsterdam. I was also in Germany trying to travel back. You know, Things could have happened out of nowhere. So just going over there in a sense where we were just... Risking our lives for one week, while these guys risk their lives for eighteen months plus. You also know? so it was a humbling experience just to see all these guys. It was more, more of an honor for us to roll with them and meet
1: them than it, is, than it was for them to meet us. Right, so, Jose. I want to thank you so very much for your time and speaking to us. I look forward to catching you in action here in South Florida, April thirtieth at an FC. If you're not in Miami, the catch it on UFC Fight Pass, and of course we'll be seeing more of this guy uh, inside the cage. Thanks so much for your time, Jose.
0: I appreciate that. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, my man. Bye-bye.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all
1: around the world, welcome to the Showdown. All right, this is MMA Showdown, the latest from Kimbo Slice, our boy from South Florida. Man. Okay, so here's the talk. This past weekend, the UFC held a fight card and two of the fighters on that fight card, including the great future Hall of Famer Moshida, unfortunately wasn't able to compete because of well, he took some of uh, illegal, illegal substances. But however, he admitted to it, and the he had to scratch him off the fight. He was actually going to fight Dan hand. However, Kimbo Slice, who fought a man who, according to him, died of five thousand died twice inside the cage. Well, now, he is going to be part of the co-main event at an upcoming event for Bellator in London. Now, Kimbo Slice did get busted for using illegal substances, or as he likes to say, vitamins. And now, Bellator has come out and said, yeah, we're going to put him in the main event. You know, he's going to go ahead and, uh, and, and, and fight a former foe. This is actually a rematch when... The Kimbo Slice was part of the Elite XC. I mean, this is a way back. I'm talking about way, way, way back. So he's fighting in an upcoming fight card in London. Again, it, it, they, it, this allows him to because he's not in the United States. He is overseas. So whatever happened to him here won't affect him over there. But it just goes to show you, George, that no matter what you do, and no matter, well, of a freak show it is, if ratings is what you want, then we'll go ahead and put you on TV. And again, Kimbo is fighting Thompson. He, the, Both these guys fought a while ago. Kimbo knocked him out, but it, it's a rematch. Now, who do we have to blame here? Nothing but ourselves, the fans, who actually watch this stuff. Because Kimbo Slice versus Dada 5000, and he has Hoyce Gracie versus Ken Shamrock. That actually was the most watched Bellator fight. On Spike TV ever.
2: And thank God you mentioned the key sentence. We are to blame. uh, Let me ask you something, Mr. Roman, knowing that you pointed it out. What letter would you give that vitamin? Vitamin K? Vitamin uh, what? W? Vitamin S? (laughs) Like, what would you call it uh, if you had a choice? But either way, back to the serious point at hand. You know, Mr. Roman, I, I, I'm kinda like, i kind of like, I feel like a broken record repeating myself every week when it comes to this subject. And I've been mentioning it over and over again when it comes to the drug testing and,
1: and et cetera. You know, C a- has done a good job at it, but these other companies like Bellator, they don't have that. Work relationship as the UFC does with the US Anti-Doping. But, but,
2: Mister Roman, the thing is, is not even is not even about companies anymore. It's about the sport, okay? Yeah, you said right. UFC, you know, is doing a good job by doing their drug policies. But then you got places like Bellator that are saying, "Oh, you did that? Okay, still so, okay, you're fine. Let's go." You know, who does that hurt? That hurts the sport because while one company is is definitely behind drug policy and another one's not doesn't that make the sport look like a hypocrite?
1: Well, I mean it loses credibility for the company itself because it it, it it's like okay, let me just get on TV whatever's going to get me ratings instead of actually getting two professional athletes who are fighting and following the rules, and playing by the law. I I, I don't know because the
2: the thing is is that with a fighter like Kimbo, no offense to him, um I don't ever see him being clean when it, when it comes to his vitamins. I don't think that's a guy you're going to see clean in a while. And we and, and companies still constantly book him to be on the shows. Like I forgot how many times they booed him out of the building. For the two fights he had in the U- Ultimate Fighting Championship. Like, I I have no comment, sorry.
1: Yeah, he was slow, sluggish. And, I mean, Bellator is just using as much as he can from him to get the ratings. However, it is pretty upsetting that this is happening. Uh, especially for, for the sport itself. with Which, compared to other sports, the, the sport is very fairly new. Compared to, say, American football or nothing like that. I mean, for God's sake, it's it's been going on for l- less than 25 years, mixed martial arts, when it comes to being organized in a proper manner. And to have a freak show like this, it, it kind of like, you know, it's become the WCW, you know, it's become the WCW washed out guys. Sure, I'll put them on because they have a name. But when it comes to really competitiveness, it's it, it just you can't compare to what the UFC is doing and following the rules, following everything that they have to do, to put on to provide good quality fights and provide good quality services for their athletes.
2: Listen, a company is only as good as those for the people who work for it.
1: And if you're allowing a
2: bunch of drugged up fighters fighting for you, what does that say for your company?
1: Might as well put them in a backyard. All right, talking about the UFC, Rashad Evans Well, he was knocked out by his opponent, Glover Teixeira. He was actually here on the Roman show. We spoke to him. And actually, we talked about that subject on uh, illegal substances. And he says that, well, basically, if we would have some really former good quality education on it, we would know what to take and what not to take. But you can check that out on a YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com forward slash AllRoman201. Rashad Evans was knocked out by Glover Teixeira. Rashad Evans, he has to go to the Hall of Fame. He's part of the Ultimate Fighter. He did win the title. Yeah, he got knocked out by Lyon Rashida. But he's a great guy, and he's done a lot for the sport, putting it out there. Uh, But but unfortunately, Rashad Evans has just lost his touch. He's not the same. He's been injured. So the talk uh, of our, you know, the media, the social media world, the internet has, should he retire? Because Rashad Evans, yes, he main evented his fight card, and actually he was going to co-main event it because of a couple of shifts in the fight card, he ended up main eventing it. But he's just not the same fighter. And he himself says, or has said, fighting is just not easy as it used to be. So, George, should he have one more fight, get that win, and call it quits? He's a great coach. He, he trains in Black Zillions. He's a great guy. He's going to go very far. He's going to be a great ambassador for mixed martial arts. But should he call it quits?
2: Not too long ago, we had this topic as well uh, when we were talking about Frank Meir. Um, And I, I'm going to state my facts again. You know, I'm never going to decline or deny or speak down about a legendary MMA fighter like a Frank Mir or like a Rashad Evans or, you know, Randy Couture or Chuck Liddell, et cetera, et cetera. They are the people who made the sport today. Okay? And, and especially like someone like Rashad. But just because you're a legend doesn't mean you'll be prepared for the fighters that are coming through that door today. It, you have to remember, Rashad Evans, yeah, sure, he was a great fighter, great knockout power, great everything. But he does not have the strength that he has today compared to how he had it when he first that stepped into that octagon. People that are stepping into that octagon today are the Rashad Evans from day one right now. We're looking at Rashad Evans on day 100. Okay? So if Rashad Evans does take another fight, I I don't know. It's more like the question is, can Rashad Evans handle the strength of today's class? And obviously we saw that, you know, not, again, not to talk down on him, but he was knocked out in his last fight. So... Does that tell you something, Mister Roman? I think like he should just hang the the gloves right now.
1: Yeah, it's it's really a coin toss, but I mean, you do would like to see him at least go out with with one win, because when it comes to titles, I don't see him getting another title shot anytime soon, if ever, uh, considering his recent uh, losses. He's he's just a, he's not the same guy. But either way, Rashad Evans is a champion no matter what, and definitely a future Hall of Famer. Now. Talking about future Hall of Famers, John Jones makes his return after he was under hot water. He fights Auvin St. Pru for the interim light heavyweight title. Also on the card, you got Sehudo versus Demetrius Johnson for the flightweight title. Now, John Jones, I don't know if you've seen it, George, but the videos that he's been putting up, working out, he looks like a beast. Of course, he was supposed to fight Daniel Cormier. Cormier got hurt for the lightweight heavyweight title. So here we got Oh, Ovan St. Pierre, or Prue, sorry, versus John Jones. I, I give this very easily to John Jones. I think he's going to do uh, justice. However, don't count out Ovan St. Prue. I think he's a great fighter. And he'll give, he'll give him a challenge. He will give John Jones a challenge. But John Jones should definitely take this one very easily.
2: You're looking at a fighter, an all around fighter that's perfect in every way. Except for his personality.
1: Yeah, I just hope his personal life doesn't come into play into the fight, which would really affect him. John Jones has no
2: weaknesses. So when it comes to this fight, obviously I am going for the John Jones. But Saint Pro has a lot to prove in this fight. And that's all I could say.
1: The ball is in his court to see what he can do this Saturday at the UFC 197 fight card. Coming up this Saturday, April 23rd. With that being said, George, this pretty much wraps up the Roman show. Make sure you check us out next week. Lex McMahon, the COO of Titan FD, joins us to talk about the upcoming fight cards. This plus much more. Thank you again for joining us here on the program. If you have any suggestions or messages, head on over and leave us a message at our Roman show voicemail. That's 786-942-9424. That's 786-942-9424. Hit us up, leave a message, let us know what you think.
2: Hey, uh, that message is for you, quote-unquote writer. I'll see you soon.
1: This is The Roman Show. You haven't been on, you haven't been heard. Catch you next time.